What's up, nerds? And welcome to your weekly dose of all that is pop culture and nerdum with your three favorite nerds. That's right, it's time for the flagship Three Fat Nerds Podcast, better known as 3FN. And as always, we are coming to you from the 8122 Production Studios at Dragon Master Games. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm your host, Rich. And joining me, as they do each and every week, are my esteemed colleagues and my compadres. First of all, he is the man who just this past weekend was the Grand Marshal in the Lima, Ohio Thanksgiving Day Parade. Ladies and gentlemen, Ron. Damn right. What's going on? And of course, over here, he's the man that doesn't need an introduction. Yet, he has the longest introduction in all of podcasting. Ladies and gentlemen, it's hashtag Big Natty Cool. Hashtag Mad Dog Strong Style. Hashtag Challenge Accepted. Hashtag Diesel Malenko because he's the man of a thousand and four hashtags. He is the leader of the Minnows Gang and your favorite podcaster's favorite podcaster. He's the man, the myth, and the legend rolled up into one jolly old bearded feller. Ladies and gentlemen, I give to you Diesel. You forgot Confidant of Master Legend. Confidant, yes. <laughs> new friends of Master Legend. For those of you who tuned in this past weekend on twitch.tv slash 607 podcast, uh-huh. now I don't have to plug it later, uh, you got to see the 607 podcast movie night. If not, the stream is still up, so you can listen to it as you watch along. We watched Superheroes, the documentary from 2011, and after we found out some interesting stuff live as we did it live on air, including the fact that Master Legend has a Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube and we, uh, we, we we perused all of them, and Diesel sent out a friend request to the personal, the personal account of one Master Legend, his real name, and friendship accepted. Next morning, I am friends with Master Legend. Life goal unlocked. <laughs> Dude, 10 years ago, if you would have said, like, you're going to be friends with him on Facebook, I'd be like... No, no, I'll, I'll, I'll like his page, like the the fan page. No, no, I am friends with motherfucking Master Legend. Oh, now all we have to do is make the ghetto chicken soup. I'm not even joking. If you guys would like to uh, go ahead and uh, look that up, it is on his YouTube channel. Just search Master Legend. Uh, lots of fun, lots of good times. Uh, Ronald, what did you uh, get down to this week? How is everything good, fun? Anything with the games? What's uh, going on? Unfortunately, it was a week. Uh, unfortunately, had to cancel Wednesday's game group. As we had, I had some uh, plumbing issues at the house that needed to be taken care of, but, you know, made it through that. Our Friday group met, so we had our annual Thanksgiving D&D night where I made a small, you know, half-sized turkey dinner type deal for everybody. So we did that, had that, broke some bread, and then, you know, proceeded to go through Tomb of Annihilation. Watch them trying to decipher the code for one of the uh, shrines. You know, they were really overthinking the whole thing. And it, you know, to, you know something that should have taken like maybe 10, 15 minutes took like 45. <laughs> but, you One, know. two, three. Well, no, you get, you get the, <laughs> you get, you actually get the piece of paper that shows the, the riddle. So you have to figure out what the riddle is, which is a very simple riddle. They figure that out real quick. But then they found the room to go in and up there is just a grid. And then certain, down the grid, certain number or certain blocks were darker than the others. You put the you're supposed to put the letters in. Okay. For from the in the darker letters gives the clue on how to get the puzzle box. So then you're just like, and they're just like, okay. I walk in. Oh, oh, okay. I'm just gonna touch the dark ones. I'm like, okay. You, oh, you do it. Nothing happens. 
to be fair, it's like if somebody you, you steal somebody's phone, like you look for the uh, oil marks from yeah. people's fingertips. I like their thinking. <laughs> then, then they're like, okay, we'll just do the other ones, and then we'll do all the other ones. I'm like, okay, touching that doesn't do anything. Like, and then they're just not like they completely took the piece of paper that had the original uh, riddle on it. It wasn't, like, on the table in the middle of the table, so no one's looking at it. So I had no clue how to freaking do it. So I'm like, and they're like, well, what, what 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 other things can we put in here? Like, maybe numbers? Like, maybe numbers, but I don't Where would you get numbers? Well, there's nine shrines, so maybe we have to use one through nine through all the... <sighs> like, something <that laughs> should be easy. I'm like, what? You're, you're, you're right, you have to put something in there. It's a key. What, what other key could be there? Yeah. And they're like, well, the keys are all the way back at the other shrine. No, no, I'm not talking about actual keys. <laughs> like, it's gotcha. not. So it, what took a little bit longer than should be. <laughs> but it was fun. Speaking of uh, cracking into phones, Diesel, did your phone get compromised when you left it at the uh, Texas Roadhouse on our Thursday night dinner before going to see Ghostbusters Afterlife? No, no, it did not. I, I, I went and uh, called when they opened it at 3 o'clock, asked if uh, anyone had found a phone. They looked. I got to listen to the Texas Roadhouse um, hold music for about four minutes. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh. And then uh, she came back on. She's like, yep, just come up to the pickup window, and I'll have it for you. Get there, and still had, like, half charge going. That was good. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So, so how was your weekend? What did you get up to this weekend, Diesel? So I played at the Dragon Master Games Legacy 2K, where I completely flopped. I went one and four, um, and I played real bad. Real bad. Real bad. I punted all over the place. Um, but shout-outs to my buddy for splitting the top two, and shout-outs to the three local players that made the top four. Nice. Awesome. That's cool. And then, uh, yeah, and I worked here Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't sound so excited. Okay. It, it wound up being a long day. <laughs> Well, as you know, Thursday I went to see uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife with Diesel. Of course, we'll be talking about that at the end of the show during Diesel's Movie Club, because that is the review this week. And uh, after we went to see that uh, this weekend, I kind of took it easy this time. Last weekend was a lot of wrestling. This weekend, not so much. Of course, we did the movie night on Saturday night. Uh, that was a lot of fun. And uh, Sunday, I kind of just laid, I, I did uh, laundry and laid on my couch and watched My Hero Academia. Got through the uh, season two and then watched the first movie, because that's where you should watch the first movie. I got a list. And then I started watching season three. And then we went to see Ghostbusters again uh, with uh, Ken M from the ODPH and uh, my stepson, Crazy Curtis. Nice. So we, uh, we, we, we went ahead and did all that. So I feel like I had a decent weekend. Very relaxing other than doing some housework, but very, very relaxing. I enjoyed it greatly. Uh, but I uh, hope everybody else had a good weekend out there. Before we go any further, though, got to drop them open in plugs. And, uh, of course, if you would like to talk to us about anything, give uh, y- us your thoughts or opinions, or you know what? Just say what's up. You can do that on social media. We are on Facebook, 3 Fat Nerds Podcast. We're on Twitter and Instagram, at 3 Fat Nerds Pod. And we're on TikTok, 3 Fat Nerds Pod. Make sure you're following and subscribing to all of those great places. And also, uh, go ahead and use that hashtag, 3FNPod, whenever talking about the show. 8122productions.com is the website. That's where you go to get all the great happenings with 8122productions. Find out more about 3 Fatters Podcast, Horror Zone 607, 607TWS, the Twitch channel, the Patreon, uh, also the Tee Public Store. The link's up there. There's there's a sale going on pretty much the entire month, and I can, care, I can tell you this much. I am hoping to have up by uh, Black Friday the ugly Christmas shirt designs. 
So there is going to be a special 3FN ugly Christmas shirt design. Uh, you, you're going to cop that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy one from Public even, just so I can have one. <laughs> and uh, so we got that going on. And, of course, uh, speaking of which, twitch.tv slash podcast. Make sure you're signed up, joined up. Uh, this is going to be the first weekend we haven't done something in a while on the uh, Twitch stream. But you can go back, of course, every Monday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We do 607TWS Live. They're chatting about pro wrestling. You can go ahead and check that out. Also, uh, up for 14 days. We still have the uh, watch along with uh, for superheroes. You're gonna want to check that out. Pretty awesome. Also, if you would like to support the show monetarily, the T Public Store is a perfect place to go. But also, Patreon.com/slash8122Productions for as little as one dollar a month, you get a ton of extra bonus content. And trust me, uh, you want to check that out and get involved because it's a lot of fun. We will be giving out a free gift card uh, coming up in the month of December to all of our everybody in Patreon. We'll be into that raffle, and of course, all of our three dollar members are getting. Uh, hats they're all gonna get knit knit caps with the 3fn logo on it so that's going to be pretty damn awesome can't wait to get those out to everybody along with the shirts from october because we're still waiting on them from the shirt company just throwing that out there but they're coming i promise you will get them and uh well, you know so patreon.com slash 8122 productions and of course uh make sure you're finding us and telling your friends about listening to us on every podcast provider we're out there make sure you smash that subscribe and follow button so the shows get to you automatically each and every week we got some big news coming in the new year about some more bonus stuff coming on on the three fat nerds network of podcasting so you're going to want to make sure you're ahead of the curve there and you know it's a lot of fun so make sure all that and more 8122productions.com is the best place to go if you want to get those individual links they are in the liner notes for this podcast i feel like every week Getting through that is harder. <laughs> I should really just like record it and insert it in like everybody else. But there's something about doing it live that makes me excited. It's that, it's that live read mentality, Diesel. And that's why we need to get Blue Chew back. Because oh. <laughs> I feel like there would be endless live reads for Diesel and Blue Chew. Yeah. Yeah. Blue Chew... Come back. Daddy needs you. <laughs> he just wants those free samples again. Yep. I just want to throw that one out there. Well, with that being said, let's, that's enough about that. Let's jump right in because it's time for this week's... This week's edition of the Nerd News. Of course, the Nerd News is brought to you every week by Dragon Master Games. You know it's the holiday season. If you have a player in your house that likes to play Magic the Gathering or any other kind of board game or, you know, Digimon, Pokemon, all that great stuff, go ahead and visit them on the World Wide Web, DragonMasterGames.com. And uh, you might even have Diesel pull your order for you. <laughs> I also want to find out in the holiday season, I'm going to say this. If you want to order something from the store, there is usually a comments box. Uh, if you comment in there that you heard from the show, we will send you a free sticker. Yep. So you guys can pick up some whatever you need in gaming. Magic cards, Pokemon cards, singles, packs, steel product, whatever you need to get. Pick all that up. Put in the comments that you came from the Three Fenders podcast, and we will send you a free sticker. Uh, if you come into the store to do so, I'll make sure I provide some stickers for Diesel so that way he can hand it out to you. So just say say, say 3FN. Get a free sticker. And I'll sign your cards me. if you want. Yeah, Diesel will <laughs> sign all your cards, including the expensive ones, especially the expensive ones. Right, Diesel? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we tried to stick to our word because we really did not want to watch the new Spider-Man No Way Home trailer uh, because we knew Sony would Sony. 
And they Sonyed, but not full on Sonyed. Unfortunately, we didn't take into account that we were all going to the movie theater to see Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yeah. And so we did see the trailer. Uh, we're not going to give you a full breakdown because you can go anywhere on the internet for the full breakdown and people's takes and whether they're good, bad, or indifferent. Uh, I will just say this. I didn't like the fact that they gave us the plot of the movie, which, I mean, you could have guessed the plot, but they gave you a lot of the plot. And there was some sloppy editing. Ah, that's what the trailer's for. You got to give some of the plot. You got to let people know what they're expecting. <laughs> I mean, at least it wasn't like Sing 2, where they give you the entire end of the fucking <laughs> oh. movie. Have you ever noticed? And that's annoying about that trailer, by the way. The entire end of the movie. You there, If you watch the first trailer, they give you all of the conflicts, and then they give you all of the resolutions in the second trailer. So there's no reason to go. I understand it's for children, so the children will be fine either way. But for adults, we're like, damn, you could have you could have held, held back. Yeah, the old grizzled line at the first trailer was like, they're trying to get him back. And he's like, no, I'm not doing down it. the hallway, and just jamming out, and you're just like, ugh. Oh. The pig, the pig that's scared of heights. It has to save the koala bear. And then all of a sudden she's flinging around. Yep, but she has to do it because right. she's got to save the koala bear. The, the, the kid that does the, the, the ape, the gorilla that doesn't dance. And all of a sudden, you know, he's, you see him get knocked down in the second trailer. He gets back up and he beats the shit out of the baboon. Yep. Like there's, there's just too much in that trailer to give away. But I digress. Let's go back <laughs> to Spider-Man. Is there anything you guys wanted to say? Like I said, I'm not going to break it down fully. Is there anything you want to say about the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer? We're already excited, so it, it made no difference or not. Yeah, it, it looks cool. Um, this one really didn't do much to get me more amped up for the next one. The only thing that will get me more amped up is what's going to ruin ruin it for everybody else. Be like, if you show me you know, the quick glimpse of uh, Garfield and Maguire, but I already am expecting it, and I don't need to see it beforehand. Just So, no, no. Yeah, no, um, like I said, we didn't need this trailer at all. There's like It gave us nothing new. We are, You already knew what the concept of the movie was beforehand and then all the rumors going around and you know like William Defoe keeping a, a, a blanket over him so he could keep his appearance secret like um, like then why have him laugh to show the pumpkin mom yeah. like, like then you know like it, they Sony'd again I'm sorry they, they did their Sony thing and I'm just annoyed they didn't need this trailer the first the one trailer was fine they should have just done the one trailer and just yeah. stuck with it because you're not going to change anybody's thoughts on it yeah and plus with the movie of the spectrum like you don't need to like get the hype going. The hype's already built in. Yeah, like you just do a teaser trailer and the hype's already there. I was gonna say everybody is like I bated breath for December seventeenth. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah. But you don't have to wait that long for tickets because Spider Monday, Spider November 29th. So this a week from when we're recording, and uh, depending upon how you're listening, whether it's on Patreon or uh, not Patreon, is depending upon when you heard this. But yeah, November 29th, Monday, uh, is Spider Monday. And uh, you will be able to pick up tickets for Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, let's stay in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, we had some bad news out of Wakanda. It uh, looks like the uh, production for Black Panther 2 has been completely stopped due to an injury uh, to Letitia Wright, who plays Suri in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, she was hospital in August after suffering an unspecified but minor injury. According to Deadline, Wright actually incurred a fractured shoulder and a concussion during the incident. She is still not back, and now they have stopped production. Confirmed. Alec Baldwin's in the movie. Oh, geez. Confirmed. Ruby Rose has sabotaged Marvel. Once again, there's more saboteurs. <laughs> Too many saboteurs to go with. Um, I just think it's a bad break. Not yeah. n no, <laughs> no, pun intended. no pun intended. And, you know, obviously we wish her to get very well soon so she can uh, rejoin the movie. Uh, ironically enough, the movie was pushed back originally because of her and all the uh, anti-vax yes. tweets. Tweets that, that 
Disney was not too thrilled on. So, once again, wish her very well. Hopefully she comes back, because I really want to see Black Panther 2. Can't wait to see what they're going to be doing there. Uh, we have some really good news, by the way. Some real good news. And I know we've all been waiting on this news. We were waiting on bated breath. Remember we talked a few weeks back? Jason Momoa, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, they wanted to do a buddy cop action film. We're getting it. Not, MG, not, not, not Rock. Uh, Batista. Batista. I said Rock. Yes. Sorry. No. I said a different wrestler because Rock's coming up in the news Yeah, next. yeah. No, I, I got you. That's, uh, why I, that's why I corrected you. So anyways, thank you. Thanks for the correction. But Batista. Yes. So uh, it is. it looks like we're going to get a go because MGM buys the rights. Uh, they're on opposite sides in both Apple TV Pluses, Seas, and Dune on the big screen. But Jason Momoa and Dave Batista clearly get along behind the scenes. The pair has quietly been developing an untitled buddy action comedy for them to co-star in as brothers. Now MGM is close to splashing the cash to buy the idea. So it looks like uh, we're going to get that after all. Thank you, MGM. It's actually just a sequel to Step Brothers. It should be. Look at all this room for activities. <laughs> That'd be awesome. They, they need to have flashbacks though, of when they were younger. They need to do that Super Bowl ad with Momoa, like gangly, <laughs> oh, yeah. like have like Jason Momoa be all gangly looking, and like <laughs> same thing with Batista, and like have that be the flashback from them growing up. <laughs> well, that, I, I'm I'm with it. I, I've been waiting for this, and I'm glad that it's getting optioned. But speaking of why I confused The Rock. Let's talk about The Rock, because he might have been missing from Survivor Series, but he is not missing uh, from his comments that he made this past week to Esquire, because Dwayne The Rock Johnson mentioned in a new interview with Esquire that he would love to step into the role of James Bond if given the chance. And uh, he and I quote, yes, my grandfather was a Bond villain and you only live twice with Sean Connery. Johnson shared during a Q&A with Esquire. Johnson added that he'd like to follow in his grandfather's footsteps, but that he would rather star as the next Agent 007 saying, I don't want to be a villain, got to be Bond. Um, I think there's one thing working against The Rock here, and that is he is not British or Australian or Scottish. He's not from the UK or, I, or, or Australia, so I don't know if that's going to work out so hot. There's awful <laughs> silence over here from Diesel. I just think you just have his character from uh, Get Shorty come back, or Be Cool, come back, and that gets to be uh, Bond. <laughs> Get off the rock's nuts, man. Come on. Nah, the, what the rock wants, the rock gets. <laughs> yeah. He's the only only one who can make that demand right now. And they'll probably listen. They'll probably listen. Uh, no, that's not how any of this works. I don't think it works that way. I'm still on Team uh, Idris Elba. And he does fit the bill of being British, so I feel like I'm on that team strong. Although I would really like to see—I said it before—and I say—and I after, especially after seeing No Time to Die, I would like to see the uh, new 007. Uh, she was oh, yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I would like to see her not as James Bond. Just yeah. let's continue on with 007 and have yeah. her be 007 because yeah. I thought she was fantastic. Yeah. No, really I'm, did. I'm with you. And uh, people are still giving me shit for that. <laughs> I can't believe they like gave him the... It's a fucking number. It's the whole point of the joke. They're like, they, they're going to make it... No, they're not going to make it oh, Janet they Bond. Should. No, they it, should. It, would be, it would be cool, though, because I really dug the character. I thought yeah. she was badass in that movie. So, well, quite yeah, frankly, I would not be upset if they did that. And I, and I definitely liked her work with Daniel Craig. Yeah. But we're coming off of... Whoever takes this Bond role needs to be a heavy hitter. And I'm going to tell you why. Daniel Craig... 
for everybody when he first started being like Bond's going to be blonde if you guys remember that yeah, all yeah. the way to through his movies he right now in most Bond fans has two of the top five Bond movies of all time yes. Inspector and No Time to Die also people also will throw Casino Royale in there and Skyfall as I do into the top ten top five because Skyfall is in my top five yeah. but so is Inspector and so is in No Time to Die so like you're really looking at like in my opinion as a Bond fan three of the Craig movies Craig has now become my favorite Bond just because he was amazing. Yeah. So you're going to need to step into that. So yeah. maybe, to Diesel's point, maybe they might need The Rock. But I still don't want to see that. I, I would prefer to see Idris Elba. See, I, I want inclusivity. I want an American Bond. <laughs> well, well, I mean, technically, you kind of half-ass got that in The Kingsman with uh, Channing Tatum. <laughs> By the way, the Kingsman was supposed to be a prequel to Bond yes. originally. originally. That's how they that's how they they pitched it. But okay. then they were like, "Nah, that's we don't want it. We don't want this to be that origin." So they were like, "Never mind. We'll make our own thing." And I don't know. It worked out damn well for him because I love the Kingsman yeah. movies. Uh, but that yeah. first one in the church scene. Let's uh, let's continue talking about No Time to Die and James Bond because uh, the most recent installment of the Fast and Furious saga, F9, broke records earlier this year to become the highest grossing film of the pandemic era and end, uh, end of 2021, but now its reign is over. Daniel Craig's final outing as James Bond in No Time to Die will cross $730 million uh, worldwide this weekend, according to Deadline, dethroning F9, which currently sits at $725 million worldwide. There is a pandemic king, and it is James, James Bond, and it is No Time to Die, and I am happy about that because I love No Time to Die. Uh, to be fair, I did not see F9. <laughs> you Diesel. You didn't miss anything. Diesel, oh, you're the only one here, I think, that saw F9, right? <laughs> it was so bad, but it was entertaining. <laughs> Diesel? Oh, I, the, the jury's still out. I still think I'll let there be carnage. will overtake it. <laughs> <laughs> it's holding strong. Damn it. Uh, hopefully not. Oh, or, or the so Eternals? <sighs> oh, yeah. I just, got the, I just got the fucking douche chill yeah. sitting in the studio when he said that, by the way. <laughs> I just want to throw that out there. Uh, so... Uh, we got some really good news for, I think, everybody here. I, I'm pretty sure that uh, everybody in this room is a Blade Runner fan, correct or no? Yes. Am I wrong? I mean, I know me and Diesel are. Yeah, yeah, Ron's yeah. a little bit. Uh, according to Ridley Scott, who directed the original movie, a live-action Blade Runner television series is in the works. Ridley tells the BBC, according to Variety, that the pilot episode script for the Blade Runner series and the upcoming Alien series already exists. The Blade Runner Project series Bible is also already set, and there are plans for the story to span 10 episodes. We, this is uh, Scott, by the way, we have already written the pilot for Blade Runner and the Bible, Scott says, so we're already presenting Blade Runner as a TV show the first 10 hours. So it's an hour-long show. Uh, mind you, we know the Alien show is coming. Uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, how excited are you to revisit the world of Blade Runner with Ridley Scott and do it in a TV series form? I'm super excited. Um, the problem with like Blade Runner uh, 2049 was... <sighs> I think this the story itself and how in depth they want to go lends itself better to TV than it does a movie, because that movie dragged on. But if you, you give me ten hours of this story, but spread out you know weekly at an hour piece, I think it's a lot better storytelling um, usage right there. Oh, I agree with you. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I just want to throw it out there. I'm a big fan. I cannot wait to see it. And a series is a great thing for for Blade Runner. Blade Runner is a, such a deep world that I feel like a movie, which is going to be three hours long, pretty much, yep. 2049 was damn near three hours long, 
if you take take it away and you make it a 10-hour series, we're going to get the full world. And yeah. I, I really dig that. And uh, you can flush it out, which that would be like probably two episodes of Batista. Absolutely. I hope I hope we're keeping that cast. There was no word in, in the announcement if we're going to have more Batista, if Jared Leto would be involved. I would assume that Harrison Ford would be involved because he pretty much has been involved in everything Blade Runner since the inception. Yep. Uh, so no word on where it's going to fit into the Blade Runner universe, but I'm happy to see it, and I can't wait. And plus, BBC. I, I get excited about things that the BBC does because they do a very, very good job. As you know, I'm a big fan of British uh, broadcasting to begin with. Uh, let's talk about it. We got one more story, and it's a doozy, and I think that Ron is really going to sink his teeth in this. Remember, we've been uh, talking about that high-powered cast for DC's League of Super Pets coming to us next year? Yes. Well, we added another huge, gigantic name. Now, mind you, this is the movie where we have Dwayne The Rock Johnson playing Crypto, yes. Superdog. We also have Kevin Hart in this movie, mm -hmm. uh, voicing a character. So many people. Of course, we found out not that long ago that Lex Luthor himself will be... Voiced by comedian, podcaster, Mark Marin. Yep. Which, I, I mean, if they're doing sour grapes, I'm in. <laughs> but today, today, it just hit. that We found out who will be voicing Superman. And voicing Superman will be from one of Diesel's favorite shows of all time, The Office. John Krasinski. Now, I would mention John Krasinski is more famous to me for being, you know, Quiet Place and, yeah. and so much more. Uh, but Superman, you can call him now. Diesel. How how excited are you for John Krasinski to voice the Man of Steel in DC's League of Super Pets? So, as someone who loves Big Tuna, Jim Halpern, <laughs> he's my homeboy. I'm not actually super excited about this one. I, I, I When I picture John Krasinski's voice, I don't think Superman. I really don't. Maybe... Uh, I, I don't even see him as a superhero, so I don't know. This is a rough one. Like, and I know it's the animated and it's for the um, the animals movie, but uh, this one just seems a little weird to me. Big tuna, I'm not feeling it. Ron, where are you at? I'm I'm okay with it. it it's fine. It doesn't really matter because they're not going to be the main parts of the the story. It's going to be about the pets. Yeah. So it's going to be more of maybe ten lines tops. Like it probably was. It, it, to give away the movie, probably what happens is the actual superheroes get captured by Lex Luthor and the pets come and save. Is what I'm yeah. like, probably because it's going to be for more for the kids. Yeah. So it's pretty much what that's going to be. Uh, and then you know, it, it is what it is. I'm not upset with it either way. Yeah. I, so I mean, let's see how it goes. <laughs> uh, this one just seems a little out of place. Absolutely, but I you know what I like it. I like it. This is another major name for a huge casted show. Or, well, that show movie. But, you know, I, I can't wait to see it. I was already in for the League of Super Pets because, I mean, anything that The Rock and Kevin Hart are attached to, I'm in for. Uh, Mark Marin, I'm liking what he's doing in movies lately. So his voice as Lex Luthor should be just fine. Don't worry. A week before the movie comes out, he'll shut all over it. Just like he did with the Joker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, with that being said, that's going to end this week's edition of the Nerd News. We're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we are going to bring you Diesel's movie Triple Stuff. He's going to bring you the box office, the upcoming movies, and most importantly, the top three of the week. And then it'll be time for Diesel's Movie Club. And this week, we can't wait for I Have Been Waiting literally a month and 12 days to talk to you folks about this and it finally <laughs> is going to happen ladies and gentlemen we will be deep diving and giving our full review of ghostbusters afterlife all of that and more after this break hey this is kind of padawan j coach duffy from the ocho duro parlay hour podcast and you're listening to the three fat nerds podcast 
you're falling apart And you know it You try and try to hide it But you show it I need you to know I felt it too And I'm still trying to figure it out Just like you Just like you Pretty big box office this weekend, and coming in at number five for its fifth week, Dune Part One with three point one million dollars. Keep adding that total. We're already getting the sequel, so that's good news. Uh, debuting this week, King Richard with five point seven million, which is surprising uh, that it made that much because it was on HBO Max and it felt like everybody in the temperature in the room. Even though I got heard good reviews about it, the temperature in the room was everybody was more looking to see that just on HBO Max for free. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Clifford, the big red dog, with another eight point one million dollars. Family movie, you know why. Yep. I don't understand this one. Again, big drop off. But the Eternals, with another ten point eight million dollars, stop seeing it. <laughs> <laughs> and then debuting this week with forty four million dollars domestically, Ghostbusters Afterlife. And we knew that was going to be yeah. number one with a bullet. Uh, Diesel, by the way, uh, what do we got for upcoming movies in the box office this week? All right, coming up this week, we have House of Gucci. We have Resident Evil, Welcome to uh, Raccoon City. And uh, it's not showing up on my list again, but Licorice Pizza opens up this week as well. So I uh, I have I have decided that we're probably going to either do, what, Licorice Pizza or House of Gucci next week. Yeah. I, we haven't quite decided. So one of those two you will get next week for Diesel's Movie Club. Not Resident Evil. I'm not putting... I mean, I'll, I'll probably go see it because I have Unlimited, but I have zero hopes because they've failed us in the past. I don't know if it's going to be any better. <laughs> I just want to throw that out there. I've heard everybody like, oh, it looks like the game. Yeah, but still, yeah. It, it, I until until I'm proven wrong, it's like battered. You know, it's a battered husband situation here. Uh, they're definitely the batterers over there at Resident yeah. Evil. So uh, I will just let you guys know we will be either doing Licorice Pizza or House of Gucci next week. So if you guys want to cast a vote, hit us up on the social medias and just let us know what you'd like us to see because I know that me and Diesel will be going to see both this weekend. So. Uh, and Ron will probably go see everything because he usually does because Unlimited Pass. He's, he even goes shit to see shit that I don't even know about. <laughs> but anyway, Well, I try to use it, but it's been hectic lately. I know. I got you, bud. I'm just saying. Like, so, uh, so one of those two movies, we'll let Ron know for sure in the next couple days. Just so that way he doesn't, if he doesn't have time, he has time to scrape it, the one movie in at least. All right. Diesel. What is the top three this week? Top three? It's Thanksgiving week, everybody. I want to know what you're thankful for in the world of nerd. What am I thankful for in the world of nerd? Man, there's so much to be thankful for in the world of nerd. When I was younger, not so much. <laughs> but uh, let's see. Uh, my first things, you know what? At uh, number three, my I, I'm thankful that we're getting Spider-Man No Way Home. That's not getting pushed off again. Uh, my number two being thankful for is I'm thankful that next year's slate of movies is looking amazing. We're not going to be previewing them, of course, until after the new year. But, woo, we got another. If we thought the nerd was going to fall off, it ain't falling off in 2022. Let's just throw it that way. Between all my geekdoms, between nerdy movies, sci-fi movies, 
and horror movies. Got a great slate of stuff coming out in 2022. We, Like I said, we will be previewing, previewing that in the new year. And uh, my number one, man, that I'm thankful for, what I just got to see again, and I've now seen three times. I am thankful for Ghostbusters Afterlife. It is the movie that I have been waiting for literally my entire life, <laughs> uh, or almost my entire life ever since Ghostbusters 2. So I am super stoked to talk about that in the future, and I know it kind of plugs into what we're doing uh, for Diesel's Movie Club, but it is legit. I am the most thankful for that currently in the world. Ron? Uh, number three, I'm, yeah, I'm going to say I'm going to copy you with the movies coming out and all that stuff. Uh, there's just some great ones that I never thought I'd see on the big screen. So let's, you know, see, let's keep it going, people. Uh, number two, it, it's cliche. I, I'm, I'm a fan and I always have been. We all know this of Transformers. Just the fact of uh, the, the new the new set of toys that have come out. Like they've done their, they've stepped up their games. If you like the, you know, the studio series, which is they actually look like. <laughs> And transform like the actual in the movies and the sh- cartoons and stuff like they stepped up their game finally before they were very block and square and whatever and you're like oh this is the closest we'll ever get well they've stepped up their game on that so that and um, number one it's cliche too but D D because i have two great groups the wednesday group you know met them you know when fifth edition first started we're still going strong with that and of course the group my friday group with people just at work just to get together with guys and when we we've expanded so, you know, it's it's a good good times, you know. So, that, that's it. All right. We're going to go uh, number three for me. I'm also going to go along with the whole Ghostbusters theme. Uh, very thankful for uh, Ian and uh, Jason Reitman. Um, I think they did a fantastic job, and I cannot wait to see if the story continues or whoever takes on the mantle of Ghostbusters where this universe goes. I'm super excited for that. Uh, number two, I am extremely thankful for God praise goddamn mouse. Disney Plus has been <laughs> an absolute all-star this year from everything in the Star Wars universe to the Marvel stuff to even like the Mighty Duck stuff. Like They've been doing a fantastic job and it's just going to keep going. Well, number one will just be the corny cliche guy, but thankful for the friends I met here over at Dragon Master Games and just through the world of gaming. Like I got my own D&D group now. I got my magic friends. Got the podcast brothers here. Just thankful for everyone that I met through all my nerdy fucking habits. Mm-hmm. Even though I play like a goddamn chud. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I mean, everybody's everybody's so so excited and thankful. I love it. I love all of it. I'm thankful I love for every piece of it. Goddamn turkey this week. You're thankful for turkey? It's, oh. tu- it's almost turkey day. We, it's almost upon us. Turkey I day is cheated. almost upon us. I had my pre-turkey dinner. <laughs> pre-turkey dinner. I, at Friday, Friday night's group. All right, it's time for Diesel's Movie Club, and that means it is time to talk some Ghostbusters Afterlife, as that is the movie we saw, that is the movie that's come out. Let me give you guys the news. By the way, I, want, I love how everybody leaves this little fun fact off, but I'm going to put it in there because I was there for it. So, uh, originally this movie was released on August 23rd, 2021 at CinemaCon. It was then also released at New York Comic Con on October the 8th. And then, of course, it hit the theater's nationwide on november 19th 2021 and they always leave off the new york comic-con showing it's almost like it didn't happen well, no, you, it's not that it happened it just happened before so it happened after the first one so right 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 but they already debuted yeah but usually they put a like multiple and it was funny well even in that little uh, buffer video we saw that one time yeah. they they showed the crowd from new york comic-con but talked about CinemaCon. yeah 
And I'm like, uh, it's definitely the NYCC thing behind you, but whatever. Uh, anyways, no love. Get, get, I get no respect. It's like Rodney Dangerfield. It's got a runtime of 125 minutes. Uh, it was produced by Ivan Reitman and is based on Ghostbusters by Dan Aykroyd, Harold Ramis, and Ivan Reitman. It was written by Gil Keenan and Jason Reitman and directed by Jason Reitman. Uh, cinematography done by Eric Steelberg, edited by Dana E. Golderbin and Nathan Orloff, and the music was by Rob Simonson. Uh... Of course, the cast, great cast, lots of people, but just throwing it off there, Carrie Coon, Finn Wolfhard, McKenna Grace, Paul Rudd, and so many more in this movie. Of course, also, later on in the movie, spoiler alert, the Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody knew that. Of course, the budget of this movie was $75 million. Do you want to know what it's up to worldwide so far? Take guesses, gentlemen. Uh, worldwide, probably 130 already. Uh yeah, I was, I'll say 145 just to be different. Unfortunately, the rest of the world does not love it as much as oh. the United States. $60 million. Okay. So it should make us money back by week two. Uh, still not nothing to scoff about in the pandemic. Uh, let's do a quick synopsis of the film. Spoiler-free synopsis of the film. Uh, this movie, of course, is, is coming off of the 1980s when the ghost problems were. After that, the Ghostbusters kind of went their separate ways, if you will, with uh, Egon... Uh, going to a place where he thought that the world was going to come to an end. Years later, he would die. His family would inherit the house. And the kids, who his grandchildren, who never knew who their grandfather was, would discover their grandfather and also discover the Ghostbusters when paran the paranormal shit hits the fan. I think that's the best way to <laughs> go about it without spoiling it. Uh, before we go into the spoiler territory, for those of the people who haven't seen it yet and may still want to see it, we're just going to do the classic recommend or don't recommend, or if you're in the middle. So thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle with this movie. And I will start by saying I give this a strong thumbs up, probably two thumbs up strong. You should definitely go see this movie. If you're on the fence, go see this movie. I also give two thumbs up, two big toes up. And uh, <laughs> if you're wearing sweatpants, all five up. <laughs> Ron. I'll give it a thumbs up. I'm not going as deep as those two. But. Thumbs up. All right. So with that being said, that brings us to that part of the show where we have to drop the alert. When the alert's done playing, we will be in the spoiler zone. All right, it's spoiler time, ladies and gentlemen. All right, so as we know, you usually do the good, the bad, the ugly, if you will, and then we jump into the uh, the game of the ratings, and then we give our own ratings, the nerd scale, and of course, I usually give my critical rating as well. Uh, so I'm going to do it a little differently here because I don't think, I think that the positives are going to outweigh the negatives in this movie, unless Ron has a ton of <laughs> negatives, so it fall falls on you. So we're going to actually start with the negatives of this film. Okay. Because I feel like there's going to be more of a glowing review than there's going to be a negative review. And I'll start with my negative because I have only one. And uh, that, that one is that it, there was a lot of story building in the first like hour of the film. I thought that some of it was a little drug out. With that being said, I didn't think it was bad like the Eternals because later in the movie, there was callbacks to everything that was drawn out. So it wasn't like it was worthless. That's the only reason I didn't think it was bad. But I do think you probably could have shaved some minutes off the movie and still gotten the story told. So with that being said, that is literally my only detraction. 
Diesel. Yeah, see, I don't even see that at all. Like, I actually loved how it flowed in the beginning of the movie into the climax. I actually think the climax came out a little too fast. So I'm going with the complete opposite. <laughs> fast in a two-hour movie. Give me two hours, 43 men. Oh, Jesus. Okay, I, I, yeah. I don't know if I can agree with that, but... Um, there are the basic plot holes, what you're going to get in any Ghostbusters movie, anything in this, like, genre. And even that... Not enough to me say that that's a negative. I loved it. <laughs> All right, Ron, negatives that you uh, thought of Ghostbusters. Negatives are pretty much, it's basically Ghostbusters. <laughs> like, straight up, the first movie. Because <laughs> that's how I felt. Um, I've heard that argument, and I have strong disagreements yeah. to that argument. No, I, it's just how I felt, like, watching it. I'm like, okay, here's the, okay, I get it. Okay, yeah, okay, we've seen this. Get it, got it, done, Okay. That that's just how it was. I still enjoyed the movie, so. Well, that's fine. I'm just saying. I, the only reason I have strong disagreements with that is because it's not like Force Awakens, where it really is a carbon copy of New Hope. This was more like, yes, you did have Gozer back, because if you're going to reboot something, that's that's what you should do is go with the big bad first. You don't ever go with like, oh, we're going to reboot this, but we're going to use a secondary villain. That would be that's just obnoxious. That's some bullshit that, that other people do, and it doesn't work. Hello, DC, because uh, we don't know who the fuck they are. You know what I mean? Uh, but that's that's the only reason I would say that that's like that was the only thing that was the same. Because outside of that, the plot does change. I mean, we get some funny line one-liners out of that when the Ghostbusters show up. So in the positive zone, because because I'm going to cover most of that in the positives anyway. The positives of this movie is I did think I did like the fact that they did not let the Ghostbusters show up until later in the movie. Yeah. Like, there's a part of that movie where you feel like, oh, maybe we were wrong. They're not going to be in this movie. You do get the little cameo early on from Ray, but there's, like, no sign that they're showing up until they show up. I, I wouldn't have been upset if they didn't show up. Well, once again, that's what I'm saying. They, but, I, I mean, it was a nice moment for fans, and that's the only reason it was there. But there was parts of the movie where I'm like, oh, they're not going to show up. Even when the plan starts to hitch off for the end of the movie, I'm like, okay, fine. But I was also fine with that. I could have been fine with they didn't show up either, but it does wrap it in a nice little bow for fans. Uh, I do, like I said before, I still stick by what I said before. I still believe this was a, a tremendous level editor to fans. If you are a really big fan of the original movie or the franchise as a whole, you're going to, from what I've gathered, you're going to love this movie because that's everybody I've talked to who was fans of that loved this movie and thought it was amazing because that's what it ties into. So they were really writing a love letter to the fans as well as writing a story to tell future stories because one of the things that I left out, Jason Reitman during the, the Comic-Con panel uh, had talked about uh, how they were going to what he wanted to do with this movie was reinstill the re reinvigorate the franchise reboot it restart it get it get it back up it's a continuation and that way all of his famous director friends could take their shots at making ghostbuster films if they would like and i was like oh so they're basically trying to tell stories and in the second uh we'll talk we'll break it down later but in the second of the two, uh, the mid-credit and the post-credit and the post-credit, it leaves it open really big for the new movie or another movie to come after, which I do believe we're going to get. Uh, like I said, I loved all the nostalgia in it, and that's probably where I fell in the deepest traps. There's tons of nostalgia. Even the cartoon, it gets a nostalgia in there because we get a ghost from the cartoon and also toy line, which was pretty fucking awesome with the one-eyed uh, ghost that comes out and his yep. eye pops out. Yep. That's from the toy line in the cartoon, so that was pretty cool. I, I dug I dug a lot of this stuff. I did do I literally I, I said it was a little long in the beginning, but I did like how they kind of wrapped it all up. That storytelling made you fall in love with the family. It made you understand where.
where they were coming from. It made you, you know, you could kind of almost put yourself in their world where you're like, oh man, I didn't know my grandfather was this famous Ghostbuster and scientist. I didn't know, you know, and later on with the daughter, she's got such hatred for her father because he left her when she finds out the truth and finds out he's, you know, it's this warm feeling and that brings you to the end of the movie, which has this beautiful moment, of course, you know, I guess we're in spoiler zone. Egon returns to, for what is an amazing, like, moment of the movie. <laughs> Very heartfilling. Broke Diesel. <laughs> Did break Diesel. I'm watching it, and I see I mean, it. I teared up, too, but. I see it coming, and I just blur, blurt out very softly. Yes. I heard him. Don't f- fuck. What the, What was it? It was like. It's like, don't fucking do this to me or, or, or something like that. I was like, fucking. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's fuck you. You're like, fuck you. Did you say yeah. just like that? You're fuck like, fuck you. you. And not in a bad way. It was a, fuck you. Don't do this to me. <laughs> because the big reveal, you know, the Ghostbusters uh, come up. They're, they're shooting Gozer. The, it, she uncrosses the streams. Sends them back flying. And then the, the little girl starts shooting and then they all start shooting, and then you just see the hand grab her hand and start raising it up a little bit. And I'm just like, no. And they you know, pan back a little bit, and you see Ghost Ramus, and it wrecked me. Yeah, it fucking wrecked me. And then they me. move over in line so they can cross all four streams. And when they're in line, it's funny because, like, Ernie Hudson looks first, and he's just like, what the hell? And then, and then <laughs> just, Bill, not just Bill Murray. Bill Murray's just like... He just looks and he's just like, eh. and then and then and then right. Ray like jaw drops, and then like after after they trap Gozer and the movie, I love I love I thought I I you know you had the funny line from Bill Murray where he's like I had a feeling you'd show up, <laughs> and like and then like you have I felt like I don't know if they were ad libbed I don't know if it was like. Like, so there was in the script. Either way, it was a beautiful because you have a moment where you have Dan Aykroyd, like, you know, I'm sorry, my friend. And, and, uh, you know, Ernie oh. Hudson was, you know, it was a very emotional, like, it was a very emotional ending, which was super cool. Even, you know, Bill Murray has got teary eyed there. But they tried to bring it back with some jokes in between the, because it was so emotional. I, I like that. Like, when, 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 when he walks over to, to the, to the granddaughter and it's just like, hey, Pete Bakeman from the home office, uh, you handled yourself really good out here. You know, like, I got to thank you for your help. Uh, we're going to go inside the house and we're going to have hot chocolate. Some of us are going to put bourbon in it, but uh, come join us. Oh. And mind you, it's it's not their house, so it's kind of funny he's throwing it out there. And then, you know, you have, you know, Dan Aykroyd talking to Podcast. Yep. Yes, one of the, the little boy in the movie's name with, is Podcast. With the callback to, you really found your voice in episode 46. Six, yeah, yeah. He's a fan of his podcast. He's, he's, of course, by this time, Podcast is covered in marshmallow goo from the mini marshmallow men that he had to take out at yeah. the end of the movie. What she gets props because you just took on, you know, the embodiment of a uh, evil god right there. That's no small accomplishment. Single, you single-handedly. <laughs> he says, you single-handedly took on an evil an evil god, a gozer, by yourself. Like, like, like what the hell? Like, it was kind of funny uh we, we get to love moments uh, of course what really wrecks you is the the final is when you know so ghost ramus uh or ghost egon if you will for the movie ghost uh, ramus. He, he, <laughs> he he goes his, his grandson you know gets shoved over to him and he's like looking at him he fixes his collar and kind of does this, this and his granddaughter comes over and he puts her hair out of her her glasses and and then of course the mother who you know had the strange thing comes up and just this is what wrecked diesel by the way it's probably gonna wreck him talking about it uh, gives him the big hug. It wasn't the daughter hug. It was because I was felt more for the the granddaughter than the the actual oh, okay. daughter. But when uh you know they hug and then he 
disappears and he goes up into the the night sky and it just says for Harold. <laughs> Fuck you. It, was, it was beautiful. <laughs> Don't do this to me. <laughs> it was beautiful, man. Made me feel like goddamn Kevin Smith up in this bitch. <laughs> uh, it was it was oh. beautiful. And then of course we get the happy ending for the movie because we finally get the Ghostbusters theme in the skyline of New York in Ecto-1 driving yep. across the bridge. So that was kind of with the full siren. So, I mean, they ended it great. Uh, once again, I know we kind of went rushed through, but in the positives, I thought it told a beautiful story. I thought it did what it needed to do. I think after I saw it with Ken M, I said to him, I said, I really, on top of being the in my opinion, one of the greatest love letters to fans ever. I'm like, this should be the template for how you restart up a franchise because they hit all the nostalgia to get all the fans back in. They still told a good story. And on top of that, they left enough open that somebody can go, oh, here's where we run with it. So before we go into the bonus scenes, because I want to get to them, uh, positives from Diesel that I might have left out because I know you kind of jumped in there because we yeah. had a lot of the same positives. Um, absolutely love the youngest two actors in this movie, McKenna Grace and I forget the actor's name who plays podcast. Yes. But those two were absolutely phenomenal. Yes, they, they were. They stole the movie. Yes. Um, I wanted to hate during the um, the pre-commercials the last few times. By the way, the podcast was played by Logan Kim. This yeah, was right. his first movie, by the way. He He's been good. in other projects before this came yeah. out because, of course, this movie yeah. was shot in twenty the end of 2018. Uh, beginning of 2019 is when they wrapped shooting. And then all the post work, it was supposed to come out in 2020, as we know, and got pushed back. But yeah, Logan Kim was, this was his first movie. And Celeste O'Connor played uh, the love interest of uh, of one Trevor, played by Finn Wolfhard. Yeah, no, lucky, she also lucky, was very good. Lucky, yeah. Yeah, yeah but the, the kids stole a show. Um, in the previous weeks, like every time we see the movie, you see the um, the baby Stay Puft Marshmallow Man scenes with the, the Walmart, which wound yeah. up being at Walmart. And I was like, oh, don't, no, no. Because I'm tired of Baby Girl. I'm tired of Baby Yoda. Because I'm not, not the characters themselves, so don't worry. But like the, the idea of Just, let's take an icon and like babyfy it. Baby Stay Puff Marshmallow Man were the absolute best. <laughs> the scene where they're the ones like walking across the heated grill. <laughs> Just smiling as it's going up in flames. By the way, my kid pointed this out. Did you notice the Terminator reference? Because it puts the thumb up as it's smiling. Oh, oh yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. And I was just like, that is super cool. They did a bunch of them. One gets ran over by the, the, the Roomba. Roomba. One gets one gets floated and then splattered inside of a of a uh, blender. blender, which was super. It was a lot of cool yeah. scene. I, yeah. I wanted to hate them, and I even I couldn't. I was like, all right, these things are fucking awesome. <laughs> so yeah. Um, Paul Rudd was great. Like everybody was great in this movie, and it By looks way, shout amazing. outs to uh, People's Sexiest Man Alive, Paul Rudd. Hell yeah, because that was what he was voted. When can we cancel this stupid objectification <laughs> of <laughs> toxic, toxic masculinity right there? To find us, especially especially Paul Rudd. He's all that is toxic yeah. masculinity. <laughs> well, you know, according to Ryan Reynolds, he signed a deal with the devil, and that's why he's staying. No, it, yes. Dude, he looks better than he did in Clueless. He looks younger than he did in Clueless. <laughs> well, maybe there is something to the the, 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 the feeding on babies or something. Um, Isn't that what they get accused of? Actors yeah, and such? I don't know. Well, but yeah, everything about this movie I thoroughly enjoyed. I, I went in there expecting to love it. I didn't expect to wind up loving it as much as I did. It was it was great. Did you have any positives you want to add, uh, Ron, or even just throw in the fact of ones we mentioned? Even just so. no, like the the two the podcast and uh, the granddaughter there it stole the movie. Like I I, I enjoyed them completely. Uh, Muncher was okay, a nice little nod to Slimer, just a little different. It it played into the movie when you see it. Um, like Finn really wasn't in that movie that much. 
No, uh, but he's, I mean, he's the solid name in it. But yeah, he, no, he was, he, it was, it was, so somebody, uh, as Diesel said in the car, somebody to drive Ecto-1. And which the, he didn't really do in real life because <laughs> in real life, by the way, because we found this out during the, uh, the, during the panel in New York Comic-Con, the line of him failing his driver's test three times is actually real. <laughs> he had failed his driver's test three times. And to this day, he still does not have a driver's license. <laughs> so they had a stunt driver drive the whole time because he couldn't drive. But <laughs> That's awesome. continue on. I, I just want to throw that behind That's the scenes actually story. kind of funny. So we found uh, that out. But kind of Grace actually uh, ratted him out for that on stage. <laughs> the, that line was actually real. Like they, they, they ad-libbed that in. Well, they added it into the script last minute because he had failed his driver's test three times nice but uh like which is fine the, the, my whole thing is he's there to drive ecto one and he's there to introduce lucky basically to, to have that little thing like i don't think you need that whole set of scenes but well i don't think you need him chewing up the scenery as much i mean i understand why well on a couple different levels i understand why you needed a finn wolfhard if you are going to reboot the franchise you are going to need new ghostbusters and he's at the age where he could become a Ghostbuster. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, the two youngest ones, you know, they can be around, but I don't see them as full-on Ghostbusters the whole time just because they were still kind of young. I mean, at this point, Junction's are a couple years older, but, you know, it's hard to explain, like, why we have a 16-year-old Ghostbuster on the team, uh, whereas Finn, Finn's going to be over 18. is over 18 in real life anyways. Yeah. But even if you went by storyline, would be over 18 yeah, now. At the, end of, at the end of that, yeah, because he was... He was... Well, no, he was, he was no, 15. He was 15, 15 going on 16. and He lied. He lied and said he was 17. He lied about 17, but he'll be 18 by by the time the new movie would be made easy yeah. so you could say that he's living into the legacy and they're behind him because if you needed that so i mean i understand why and also it's nice to see a movie sometimes where your major stars aren't the focal point true and i like that they took that to the kids because the kids definitely did a great job like you had the two youngest people on the set were the best yeah, in the movie and, and some of her jokes were actually her, so, so bad they're good dude the anti-jokes were the best <laughs> yeah. like the what do you call a, a, what's the difference between a, a cigarette Sarah and a hamster, hamster. They're, they're the same until you put them in your mouth and light them on fire <laughs> like I was like it's an anti-joke so I thought it was hilarious yeah she she was great like absolutely loved her um, yeah yeah they, they stole the movie for me no absolutely yeah. but I mean I'm not I'm like yeah definitely go see this thing but uh, I it just felt kind of to me well the one thing that was missing from the movie that uh, before we go into the ratings and stuff was part two but it is now being said uh, from the production company from Jason Reitman's desk that they did that on purpose because they have there's ideas for the next Ghostbusters movie uh, that we get to see in the bonus which we'll go into in a minute where part two will be actually the forefront of it. So therefore, they are going to tie up loose ends. Also, I was like, it's kind of hard to bring back Vigo when the painting changed. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm just throwing it out there. Not saying that he can't be come back, you know, because, you know, we have problems. So we had two mid-credit scenes. Or we have one mid-credit and one post-credit scene, sorry. The mid-credit scene, I had told you guys and, and teased it, that, and I made sure I reminded yeah. Diesel that there was something fun, and it was the most creative thing I've ever seen done for a mid-credit scene. So in the mid-credits, if you're paying attention to the credits, it starts listing, you know, it does all the producers, then it does the cast, and you go through the cast, the new cast, and then it says, you know, of course, with appearances by Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Ernie Hudson, Annie Potts, and with Sigourney Weaver. Yes. And I, when I was sitting at New York Comic Con, I'm like, Sigourney Weaver? Where, where the fuck did I miss Sigourney Weaver in the movie? <laughs> Cut to the mid-credits scene where Sigourney Weaver is giving Bill Murray the fun little uh, shock tester for his psychic energies that we saw in the original movie. 
Yeah. And that was hilarious. The only thing that would have made that scene better is if they would have gotten the kid that played baby Oscar as a grown up to be standing behind his mom telling Bill what the, yeah, the yeah. answers were. <laughs> so would, that would have been yeah. kind of funnier because you would have added that character too. Yeah. Not complaining that that didn't not happen. That, not I'm that just, he marked the cards. Not that he marked the cards. Well, we finally got a resolution to that because he finally admitted he marked the cards. Well, not only that, but he, he only shocked the guys. Yeah, well, which, which you saw in the first one. You, right, right. He, but he, he, admits, he admits to it out loud. He only shocked the guys. So then, uh, so that's really not important to the franchise as a whole other than a fun way to have Sigourney Weaver in there. Like I said, yeah. it's great. If you're not paying attention, you're all of a sudden you're like, I miss Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. And then that happens. You're like, ah, they got us. And then, of course, there's the post-credit scene that a lot of people did miss. I had to, I, I actually sent a message to somebody on Instagram to DM me to ask because they missed it, and I have no problem uh, going over it. So in the post-credit scene, we end up with uh, some footage from the original movie where uh, Annie Potts' character is giving Egon, Harold Ramis' character, a coin from the World's Fair. And so it's her lucky coin. It's before they go up on the roof, and he goes, well, I can't take this from you. I don't know if we're coming back. And she's like, no, take it. I have another one at home, which is funny. <laughs> So fast forward, we're we're sitting. She's sitting in the uh, waiting room of what we find out is uh, um, Winston's. When you know, yeah, Winston. office because he's a financial guy who's made millions. Yes. yes. And so as they go, as she goes in, she's flip playing with the coin, and she's like, they were talking about the Ghostbusters, and he goes, well, you know, you had, you know, Egon was was the brains, uh, and uh, Ray was the heart, and uh, Vankman was the the glue. And he was like, and uh, she was like, well, what were you? And he was like, well, obviously, I'm the sex appeal, which was great. <laughs> and then uh, he goes on to talk about how joining the Ghostbusters only was a job at first for him, but became his life. And that he learned that he could do anything and anything was achievable. And that's why he created this big financial empire. And he started with one other person. And now he has hundreds. And we find out that he's been floating Ray's bookstore for years. And he goes, one of these days, he's going to turn a profit. It's kind of funny. <laughs> it's that was a sweet moment, actually. And so as, we're, as, as he's explaining that, he's talking about, you know, I've done all this, but I will always be a Ghostbuster. And in between, we start seeing him walk into the, well, obviously not while this conversation happened, but it's, it's interchanging with him walking into the firehouse. And it's disarrayed, obviously, and he opens the doors, and Ecto-1 pulls in, because uh, finally it's home, and he's, like, rubbing on it. And then, all of a sudden, the camera pans up, and it's the containment unit, and the red light is flashing. Cut. And then we get uh, Baby Say Puff once again inside the Ghostbuster symbol, <laughs> uh, which was really cool. So I, that was more important to the point I was making that he wants to make more. And it looks like we're going to get more Ghostbusters movies, and I'm all right with that. I don't know if they're going to be as good as this one was or the original or whatever, but I'm all right with this franchise being back and alive. Yeah. Maybe see more Paul Rudd. That would yeah. be a big move for them. The home office is going to need some guys. Some guys. some guys that's what i would do with the next movie like have some training going on and then shit hits the fan and we have to see if the new trainees are going to buckle under because obviously dan Aykroyd and bill murray and ernie hudson are getting a little yeah. old man it's 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 like gonna be harder i mean bill murray great on the jokes but man was he looking old yeah, yeah. ernie hudson was not looking old all right he yeah, just got he thrown looking, out that he black don't good. crack black don't crack man he was Ooh, looking good he wasn't lying when he said he was a sex appeal that man is looking fine these days <laughs> he, he, he really is he's kind of like in like a slightly older idris elba yeah yeah uh, but uh, I will say Bill Murray's getting old. Yeah, yeah. But his one-liners were great. I loved his Gozer one-liners. <laughs> you know, of course, you had to come crawling back to me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, oh. like, that was what I wanted in this movie. When I, if I, when I saw the Ghostbusters, and uh, the funny part is we were talking about it after the theater last night. I don't think I mentioned it to you. So 
when I saw it at New York Comic Con, it wasn't like a, a movie going to. We were in this big room, uh, the Empire Stage, which is a gigantic room. It's kind of like Hall H, a little smaller than Hall H, but kind of like a Hall H-like room. There was like six to 7,000 people in this room. And none of us knew where they were showing the movie. So, I mean, I kind of told the story before. Basically, Jason Reitman's on stage uh, with the entire cast, the new cast. All the kids were there, plus Carrie Coon was there. The only person who wasn't there was Paul Rudd, which he was doing something for Marvel. That's hence why he wasn't there. So there was this whole great thing that they did. And then at the end of it, they basically were like, the guy who was hosting the panel says, you know, you brought a clip along to show the folks. Do you want to introduce it? And Jason Ramage's like, yeah. And he's like, you know, once again, I want to thank you guys because you guys are the most patient fan base of all time. You guys have waited a long time for this. Well, guess what? You guys don't have to wait anymore. I'm showing you the movie. And we went fucking nuts, okay? So the, the reactions in the room weren't like a movie theater. It was like being at a baseball game. So like when the first time you see Acto 1, everybody was clapping and cheering. The first time, you know, you saw the proton packs. The first time you saw the traps. The first time, you know, the, the jokes, people were audibly laughing because you weren't in a, like a movie theater atmosphere. When the Ghostbusters show up and you think that this is where Gozer is going to win. And then all of a sudden you hear, hey, flat top. The New York crowd lost their shit. Every, there was people standing, cheering, that. yelling, and then, of course, it pans yeah. over. So I missed the whole, the first few lines that yeah. Bill Murray says about, you know, crawling back to me. And, and you know, I knew you couldn't stay away. But my, I thought we already decided, you, you know, my friends didn't, you know, thought you weren't <laughs> right for me. And, and, you know, whatever. After they get knocked to the ground is the funnier one. Yeah. He was like, we could have been a real thing, you know. We could have been the, the best power couple, couple of all time. <laughs> he was like, but all you want to do is rule and dominate and maim. <laughs> And then, and then Winston is trying to get a sneak shot off, and she catches it. He's like, oh, it was worth a shot. <laughs> I still love the, are you a god? And everybody's just looking at him, and Ray pauses, and they're like, come on, Ray. <laughs> Not again. And he's just like, yes. And then Winston jumps in, we're all gods. <laughs> oh. uh, it was a good callback, but I love how he, he paused, and they're like, Not again, really? <laughs> come on. Of course, callback for that. I, I just thought it was just well put together for a movie that was about, you know, an old movie to bring back a franchise. I just, I, I loved it. But before we give our scores, let's go over the scores on the internet. But even further, it's time to... It's time to play the game. Time to play the game. <laughs> Diesel held on very barely last week, but... This week, Ron could dethrone the champion. It is time to play a game. Of course, we're going to give a round of the scores of the internet. And uh, it's whoever, it's price right rules. Whoever comes closest without going over until the tiebreaker. And during the tiebreakers, the closest to the number, because we don't do ties here. We're not the NFL. Are you guys ready? All right, Ron, you get to go first. IMDB out of 10 using points. What did they give Ghostbusters Afterlife? 6.2. Diesel. 7.5. Diesel gets the point. It was 7.8. Oh, I was going to go with 8 to 2, and I was glad uh, I did it. You would have busted, and that would have been Ron's point. 7.8 out of 10. Okay, Metacritic. Critics only. Diesel out of 100%. What did they give Ghostbusters Afterlife? 74. Ron. One. Point goes to Ron. 47% on Metacritic. Your mother's a harlot. <laughs> I knew the critics were going to tell All right, Ron Tomatoes. This is the critic score. I know because I've looked at both scores numerous times, so I know this is the critic score. So, with that being said, Ron, the critic score from Ron Tomatoes out of 100%, what did they give it? 23%. Diesel. 60. I don't really? care if I go over. You don't 60. care if you go over? The winner of this bout. 
And still champion Diesel, the score was 62%. Oh, I am so glad I did not fucking stand by my convictions and say 70 on that one because I knew their mothers are got a damn bunch of Jezebels. <laughs> All right, so let's I knew just, it was going to be low, but I knew going first I was screwed. Just for funsies, let's go Google users. Diesel out of 100%. What did Google users give it? 94. <laughs> Wrong. <Going> high. 95. <laughs> oh, you. By the way, I just want to point out, Diesel would have gotten the point because it was 93%. Oh, so I the one time I don't go below. <laughs> the, if you would have gone below by one, you would have gotten it exactly. But yeah, the, the internet's still spoken. Ooh. So, now it is time for us to give our scores, and we're firstly going to give the nerd scores. And so, the nerd chart is simple. It is an entertainment chart. It is not the critical one. I will give my critical uh, score at the end, but this is a, fun. So... Like we've said before, a movie like Maximum Overdrive is a perfect pick because Maximum Overdrive is a horrible movie, but it's so entertaining. So on the nerd scale, I would give Maximum Overdrive a four, and uh, when in real life, it's probably a four out of ten. So it's a little different, or three out of ten even. I was being cur- I was being very generous on Two four. And a half. Uh, I think you're right. I, I haven't. It's been a while since I've, I need to score that movie. But still, it's a low movie, but it's very entertaining. So that's what this is. And the uh, chart is as follows: a one is no. A two is you've been warned. Three is take it or leave it. Four is just take my money. And five is certified nerd. And that is rarefied air. That is served for things that are classics, instant classics. Uh, of course, Avengers Endgame. Uh, by the way, like so the two being uh, you've been warned, it means it's not the worst, but it, 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 it could be worth a watch. But, you know, we told you uh, take it or leave it. it means, you know, if you want to wait for it to come out on Netflix and stuff, that's what we mean by that. You don't necessarily have to rush to the movie theater and take my money, of course. It means just go to the movie theater. See this as soon as you can because it's awesome. So with that being said, we're going to start with Ron. We're going to go around the round table. What is your nerd score for Ghostbusters Afterlife? All right. The one thing I realized is I'm probably not as a big a fan of Ghostbusters anymore as I thought I was. But that being said, it's not going to adjust my score because I think everybody needs to see this. So I will give it a four. I think everybody needs to see this movie. Though. So Ron's giving it a just take my money. Diesel. We're going for the whole enchilada. This this is the first movie since Endgame game that I'm giving a certified nerd. Nice. Whoa, Diesel's I, I in there. Yep. And you know what? We're going to double that down because I'm going certified nerd on it as well. Uh, yes, this is my opinion. I know, I, I, Realistically, I know a lot of people would probably fall for where Ron was at. I'm going to be honest and to just take my money. It is worth definitely seeing. It's a very entertaining movie. Uh, but I, for me, and this is my personal score, I, it's certified nerd. This movie was beautiful. It, did, it made me laugh. It made me cry. It made me everything in between. I, I, I love it. Same as Endgame. Roller coasters get me. That's what it is. <laughs> Uh, with my critical score, I was thinking about this, and we just recently scored the movies for uh, Horror Zone 607. And on Horror Zone, I gave the original Ghostbusters, the 1984 Ghostbusters, a 9 out of 10, which is a very shining review for me. I gave Ghostbusters 2 a 7 out of 10. Okay. Because I think there's some places where it fails, but I'm still entertained. I still really love that movie. It's fine. This movie, I think, is in between the two. I do not think this is better than the original, but I do not think it's worse than the sequel, which I still gave a good score to. So I gave this movie an eight and a half out of ten. When my only critique of the movie is that, yeah, there was a little draggy part, even though it doesn't hurt the movie in the long run because everything was addressed, so it didn't make it a nice little bow. I still thought that it was still a little that. And when that's my only net negative, that's a damn good fucking movie. Uh, the only other things that I, the reasons I wouldn't score it above Ghostbusters, the original, is because I feel like there was so much innovative stuff that they did in the original Ghostbusters. 
that wasn't present here, and I'd feel like the horror element was really taken out. And in the original Ghostbusters, it was equal parts a horror film as it was an action comedy. So I think that uh, with if you would have had a little more of a horror-esque movement to this and not just the action comedy, I may have even tied it with the original. But, well, jokes aside, 8.5 out of 10 is a great score. Certified Nerd is a great score. Please go see Ghostbusters Afterlife. I literally was waiting <laughs> for a month <laughs> and... Almost what a month and fourteen days to talk yeah. about this movie. I'm so excited to get to talk about this movie. I can talk about it with anybody, and if you guys want to drop that in there, please stop by, and I will chat with everybody about Ghostbusters Afterlife. I truly, truly, truly love this film. But with that being said, it's time to pay some bills around this bitch. It's time for them shameless plugs. That means if you can hear my voice, you know how to find our podcast. But do your friends know how to find it? Do their friends know how to find it? It's simple. You type three fat nerds into any podcast provider. Remember, it's the number three, not the word three, and that goes for everything we're going to talk about today. And boo, you can shout, there we are. While you're there, you might as well hit that subscribe or follow button so our show gets delivered to you automatically each and every week. We're also on Facebook. Type in that search bar, Three Fat Nerds Podcast. You're going to find our page. You're going to like our page. You're going to comment, rate, review, help us spread the word of nerd. Of course, we're also on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Three Fat Nerds Pod. Make sure you're following us on all of them. And remember, for all the social medias, whenever talking about the show, use that hashtag 3FNPod. You know you want to. We talked about a black 007 again. Oh. Send us your hate. We feed off of your salt. Three Fat Nerds Pod at gmail.com. Here's the double shot. Twitch.tv slash 607 podcast. Come visit us every Monday night. Myself and Ken M from the ODPH podcast. Talk all things pro wrestling on 607TWS. Come join the chat. Come be a part of the movement. Also, we have all sorts of things. We just did our movie night this past weekend with superheroes. Uh, we'll be doing a movie night in December. Uh, we'll be doing the UFC fight coming up in December. Uh, there's some other things that we'll be covering. So always keep your eyes out there. Make sure you're following the social medias and make sure you're getting that link. Make sure you're also following us on twitch.tv slash 7 podcast so you can be notified when we go live. Of course, also, if you would like to support the show for a little bit of money, and it means a lot, and it's monetarily, you get a little ton of extra bonus content for us because, you know, as fat guys, we definitely overcompensate. That's right. Patreon.com slash 8122productions. First little $1 a month. You get a ton of extra bonus content. And you know what? Be the first to hear this podcast and the uncut version where you get to hear us have some really horrible takes uh, on some really funny shit and have a great time. There's even, uh, you know, I love movies. We're talking about movies from our past that we love and come back. There's even uh, the other Patreon exclusive. Of course, Love is Scary with Dr. Derek. The doctor is always in and he's giving you the doctor of Lovenomics, as Ken M calls you. And then, of course, we got a show coming out very soon, probably in December or January. Myself and Diesel, probably closer to December, because I, or maybe even sooner, because I really want to roll this out. Because we're trying, uh, we're we're gonna be doing a new podcast, a little bit of a podcast with me and Diesel, where it's gonna be based on comedy with current events and stuff. Uh, right now, we're calling it Three FN After Dark. Uh, because we don't have a title for it. We're going to let you guys do it. And we're going to flush it out on Patreon. Because what better way to flush out a show than on our Patreon feed. Where people can listen and have fun and give us feedback. Uh, so you guys are going to get that as a bonus. Plus so much more. And if you join the $3 tier, there's giveaways every month. And it's a wonderful place to be. So patreon.com slash 8122 productions. Did you say 8122 productions? I sure did. As in H double T P colon. Backslash, backslash, eight one double deuce, P R O D U C T I O N S dot com. Eight one two two productions dot com for all things eight one two two productions. Find out more about the Three Fat Nerds podcast. Find out more about Horror Zone six oh seven, about six oh seven TWS. Find out about the bands that provide us with great music. You know, like our theme song done by Shout at the Robots. But you know, you can also find out about Second Suitor. 
Floodlands, Tom Jolu, uh, the Jasons from West Virginia, and the Phosphines from Melbourne, Australia. Go ahead. There's a page dedicated to them. You can also find out about friends of the show, like Sci-Fi Horror Fest, back on this year, August 26th and 27th, at Vernon Downs Racing Casino in Vernon, New York. And of course, of course... Our good friends over at the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour Podcast, our 607 Podcast brothers. Go check them out as well. And, of course, there's also our local sponsors, Diesel. But we're me and Diesel are going to give them a shout-out right now since they help us bring you this show each and every week without commercials. Of course, first up, the people who provide us with the 8122 Production Studios. That, of course, is Dragon Master Games, located at 1235 Upper Front Street in Binghamton, New York. For all your Magic the Gathering and gaming needs, visit them on the World Wide Web, DragonMasterGames.com. And if you're in the 607 or passing through the 607 and you want to find out if there's any events going on in the store, because they're bet your ass there's going to be, you can do that by uh, following them on Facebook, Dragon Master Games. And thank you to Rex to Rod's Auto Detailing, located at 2004 North Street in Endicott, New York. To call for an appointment, call 607-644-3389. When you're ready to put the pride back in your ride, don't forget to tell them the three fat nerds saying, Run! One out of ten stars. Widely overrated. Horrible, flat characters. Laughable, pathetic dialogue. Only the impressive, big-budget scenery saved this from being a total shipwreck of a movie. One out of ten stars. You gotta appreciate that pun. That's Oscar Wilde wordplay right there. Titanic just sucks people. Diesel's not gonna shit on that short (laughs) or or that short review only because the pun was good. The pun that that was a good pun. Yeah, it was. The only thing would have been better if he was talking about the movie Shipwrecked. Ah, I see what you did there. Ah, you ever seen Shipwrecked? No. You never seen Shipwrecked? Goldie Hawn, Kurt Russell. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wasn't that Overboard? Or is, it, is that Overboard? Yeah, it's Overboard. Yeah, Shipwrecked is... Uh, with, who, who's with Shipwrecked? Yeah, Damn, look that up real quick now. Oh, now you're going to be confused. No, no, it could confused. be another one. Because no, I Overboard over, is... No, no Overboard, overboard is, is, yes. is, is that, that one. It could have been like the sequel no, to Overboard. No, I'm, I'm, I'm confusing <laughs> Shipwrecked with Overboard. There is another... It's, a, it's still a comedy. Shipwrecked yeah. is a comedy. And I do believe it's from the 80s also. Probably. Uh, could be wrong. Uh, Ron? No? Nothing? Uh, the, all I got is the 78 short. Really? Hmm. Am I making shit up like Shazam? Maybe. Are you, are you in a Mandela effect right now? Oh, uh, Shipwreck, the Mr. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, 1990. I got what? it. It's a 1990 film. Oh, it's it's an adventure family movie by Disney. You can watch it now on Disney+. Plus. Ooh, I know what I'm doing tonight. Uh, by the way, it's uh, after his father is injured, young Hawken Hawkinson. No, I'm out. Steen Schmitzstead takes a job as a cabin boy aboard a ship in order to support his family. There he befriends shipmate John Jans, Tron Peter Stamos Moch, who teaches Hocken how to be a sailor. Midway through the voyage, a girl named Mary L- Louisa Hay is found stowed away. I yeah, can't I'm believe not. I remember this movie. Yeah, I... <laughs> yeah, IMDb didn't even want to remember it for me. There we go. Walt Disney I mean, movie, by the way. It is a Walt Disney movie. I mean, oh, I was yeah. seven years old, yeah. so that's probably why I remember the name. But I did confuse it with o- Overboard. <laughs> I'm going to throw that out there. I ain't editing this shit out. I'll take my lumps. Well, with that being said, though, thank you guys for tuning in. Hopefully, we brought you the funny. Hopefully, we brought you some entertainment. And hopefully, you enjoyed our takes and opinions on all things news, all things nerdum, all things pop culture, and most importantly, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a hell of a week. It's Turkey Day. Coming up on Thursday, the national holiday here in the United States. If you're international, I know you don't understand Thanksgiving, but this is where our gluttonous fat cells get to shove our mouth full of delicious food. So it's one of my favorite holidays of all time. Uh, I cannot wait to shove my mouth full of food uh, because, you know, the fat the fat part of the three fat nerds is not just a uh, gimmick. It is a lifestyle. So it is an exciting time. So that's coming up this week. So all of our friends and fans in the States. 
Enjoy your turkey day, everybody else. Please enjoy your week. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And most importantly, till the next time we speak. Later, nerds! Shipwreck, 1990. Zero user reviews for one star. So it's already better than Titanic, people. This Thursday, those candy jams, I'm going to be picturing them baby state puff marshmallow men, and I'm going to eat them all. (laughs) Titanic just sucks, people. Doing the best I can, but not at